Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Um, oh, we're still going live somehow. Oh, now we're live. All right. So, hearing the music, there it is, The Random Christian Show. I am Christian in the dark corner over there. That's Lyle producing the show. On the other end of this phone is Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Hello. What's up, dude? Uh, not a whole lot. All right. Well, that's yeah. good. And uh, we are, uh, well, we're knee deep into uh, what I like to call the week, as uh, we like to say. It's, it's hump day. Yeah. Right? Yeah, today's Wednesday. Yeah, hump day. Okay, there we go. And, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and what a hump day it is. <laughs> and Matt is highly enthused about hump day. Matt, if you, uh, if you were a camel, you would be, you know, a one small hump camel. A one hump camel. Well, just a small hump. Because a dromedary. <laughs> oh, oh, listen to Mr. Fancy Woods over there. I don't know if that's actually the one humper or the two humper. Okay, really? <laughs> and, and I don't know if that's how camels are referred to as one <laughs> <laughs> I guess but it depends on be. how horny they are. They should be. Uh, but, well, they should be, yes. I mean, there's a lot of things... Go- we, 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 there's a lot of things that we think should be, and well, are they? No, but in our they world, should be, though. yeah, they should be. Yeah, because if someone goes, Hey man, I saw a camel, and you go, Oh, was it a one humper or a two humper? and they don't know, and they're yeah. like, Oh, it was just a camel, as far as I know, <laughs> it was just spitting on people and uh, you know, making a mess. I didn't ask it about its sex life, <laughs> right. <laughs> How horny was your camel? Well, it was a two humper, so. Hey, was that an old movie? How horny was your camel? <laughs> yeah, I think with Bob Hope and Bean Crosby, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Anyway. Hey. Let me tell you about my camel. <laughs> mm. 
I think it was Bob Hope, maybe a drunk Bean Crosby imitating Bob Hope. Okay, I can the second one I can see. Yeah, see now that's the way it should be. So there we go. Ah, and and there goes Ireland. All right. So and uh, yes, welcome our international audience. Thank you so much for listening in Germany and Jamaica and Ireland. The rest of you continents and countries, let's start picking up the pace a little bit. Okay, boom, into uh, what our topic of the week is. We're not going to talk about coronavirus, or we're not going to talk about, uh, what, what else did we agree we weren't going to talk about? I don't know. Politics. Oh, yeah, politics. And uh, riots. Right. Yeah, we're not going to. Uh, murder hornets are really passe so we're not going to talk about them anymore and they were mace mess not i've not heard about i have not heard about the murder hornets and well since that first week i heard about murder hornets right so yeah see see i took care of that i i i I remember i renamed them and what happened everybody lost interest (laughs) yeah captain boredom sets in all right. So in the meantime, people are being, you know, killed and dis- dismembered by murder hornets and or mes mes m e h s. Whatever. Yes. My problem, man. Right. So uh, yeah, we were going to talk about uh, things in our neighborhood and uh, the fact that Matt's a shut in pretty much, at least for this yep. past week. So I have not uh, left the house since Saturday. Yeah, dude, that is that's kind of awesome. I mean, really, if you think um, about it. It's not bad. <laughs> I'm not complaining. When I, when I, I, I am not complaining. Oh. But, uh, uh. I, I did get a new camera. And, yeah. Uh, but I'm waiting for FedEx to deliver today, hopefully. They claim it'll be here today. Um, a strap for it, a hand strap. Because I don't like the neck straps. Mm, okay. Like I, they just, unless I'm out somewhere where like I need my hands free, I prefer the hand strap. You know, because why not? It's just, it's just. There are right there. So many obscene jokes I could be making right now. And you're not. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Well, we'll give you some time. So hopefully that hand strap will get here and then that'll get me out and about with my new camera. Go playing with, uh, go playing with it. Nice. This one does, this one does video. Ooh, the video for hand straps and shut-ins. That's right. Hmm. That's, and that's also the name of my new EP coming out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> on, on the, the Gibbase. On the Gibbase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the old Git Fiddle. Yeah, the Git Fiddle. That's what it was. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, Matt invented a guitar fiddle bass. I didn't invent it. I think you did. I, I didn't. I bought it, and it says the Git Fiddle on it. Okay. I didn't invent it. I was just trying to give you credit where credit was due because you discovered it. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're going with that, Matt. We, we, I learned how to read. <laughs> <laughs> My education finally paid off. <laughs> uh, 
Finally. Um, okay, so just because I googled music for shut-ins, and there's <laughs> actually a there's a category. I really am uh, kind of in awe here, so I'm gonna click really? on one of them because yeah, there's several different versions. <laughs> this is music for shut-ins. Can you hear it? I I can hear it. It's kind of disturbing. This isn't even music. This reminds me of when I was working in alternative uh, radio at uh, KSJS. When I first yeah. started out in radio. Dude, we would get stuff like this kind of music. And, well, it's, I, I don't consider this music. This is somebody banging on a washing machine, it sounds like. While it's running. Oh, no. No, there's a synthesizer. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So, the tension's building. I'm getting to it. You hear it? I hear it. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for it to do something. Yeah, I'm going to crank it up just a little bit. Thank you, Lyle. I'm going to crank it up. Lyle's going to crank it up. Okay, so you're hearing the washing machine, right? Like there's I a tin. Hear it. Well, you know it doesn't come through the phone all that great. Yeah, I know. Well, modern technology. So it's it's, a, a, it sounds like a tennis shoe in a washing machine with somebody twanging a string. And um, yeah, this is just stupid. Um, so yeah. So anyway, it reminds me of uh, early college radio days when I was uh, at KSJS. And we would get stuff like this, and it would last for five minutes. And it's part of the playlist, and you have to play it, and um, you're stuck there. And uh, I, I'm not yeah. sure why. I, 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 I agree with you. It, it, does, it sounds like... When, when I'm flipping through the radio stations in the car and you're like, oh, what's on, uh, you know, KCPR? That's our. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Bird Dog Radio. Shout out to KCPR there. There you go. Um, great station. All kinds of weird new music that, you know, but every once in a while, yeah, you'll you'll hear something like this and you're like. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have to wash that out of my brain with some classic rock. Yep, and so... Uh, I need to hear some uh, Van Halen or something. Good Van Halen. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, we're... Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, really done with this. How is that music for... How, I don't understand this, how that works. I mean, how... So, I'm, I'm looking... Was that a... Uh, a uh, off a... Um, a compilation album? I guess. Because I, I, I'm seeing there's a there's a Yeah, um, various artists, music for shutdowns yeah. released twenty fifteen. That's that's just sad. Okay, so so here's here's another one. Here's here's another uh this should be interesting. It's a guy with a banjo. <laughs> Can you hear this? I can't. Oh hear my that. god! Is there, is there a dog barking? Is, there was something. Something was something going barking. on. Hold on. Okay. Oh, Wait, Lyle, get it cranked up. Are, there we go. Are they recording me in my There's shower? In front of dogs and cats and other members. He's of got family. a dog We're chewing on a squeaker. This is a show that we conceived. Where it just goes live to tape. Oh Not my gosh. Because, uh, oh, live to tape. Just don't care. 
So any mistakes or otherwise are going to be in there. You can live with it. And so, Trout Lake, Washington is a small town up near Mount Adams. Trout Lake, Washington is where this music from shut-ins is being recorded from. Wow. Oh, this is a COVID. No, so this is current March 28th. Well, this apparently this guy didn't know that there was a. Wow. Yeah. That's very uh, banjo-y. He's banjoing. That's all it is. Him and his banjo and his dog squeaking the squeaky toy. Okay, I think I'm about done with it. So, so, okay, here's a, I'm not a, I, I don't dislike the banjo. No. But I'm not a super fan of the banjo. No, yeah. But that wasn't too bad for banjo music. And a guy all by himself with a dog chewing his squeaky toy. Yeah. So uh, how about this one? Uh, and I know, <laughs> I, I know yeah. this is just uh, awesome entertainment, okay. but we're, I'm, I'm intrigued. This is a band okay. called the Cave Dogs. Uh, you know, just like it sounds, cave dogs, uh, joy rides for shut-ins from 1990. And, uh, let's see what it says here. Uh, let's see what it plays. I guess. Okay, so not a great recording, obviously, and uh, it's a threesome, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it sounds better somehow, somewhere. I don't know who these guys are or anything, but that chord progression's a little, uh... things seem awkward, don't they? Like they're just, it's like it's, their timing's off. They're not in sync with each other. Maybe they were all in different rooms. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, this is from the 90s, so they should have been recording. There was no COVID back then. The COVID. The dreaded COVID. And you know what? Uh, so, okay. So we're done with the cave dogs and music for shut-ins because they're boring me. Um, all right. So, so here, here's a thing. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really nice. I'm sure they did a great job. And thank you, cave dogs, for um, making that album. That song was called Tater Country, by the way. So you can, uh, you know, Google it and YouTube it, whatever you want to do. Uh, and, and that band back in the 90s, I believe they had a, a, a pretty loyal little small uh, following. Yeah, um, probably uh, <laughs> their parents and friends. I'm thinking that hung out by the garage when they were recording this. So, uh, and you know, somehow, uh, somehow they're going to find out that you played that, and we're we could make them a huge hit. 
having our fun with them and you're going to get angry, uh, angry comments. Or I start a revival of the cave dogs and they go and back the out on dogs tour. Were the best band ever. Dude, the cave dogs. I just too bad. They broke up because of the infighting and, um, the hatred of each other. So, uh, here, here's another song by the cave dogs. Let's just check it out real quick. Okay. Um, slow build. This one sounds like it's recorded a little better. So it's called Leave Me Alone. So perfect for shut-ins. Yeah. All right. We'll just let that play in the background while we uh, discuss. Oh, they were a power pop band. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Let's see. Hmm. Very beat driven huh. and uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, the Cave Dogs—they're getting huge. They're coming back, and uh, we were the first to uh, bring it to you. So there you go. And uh, well, that, apparently, not as huge in Ireland as they are in Germany. So oh, Germany, yeah. you know, come on, let's pick up the pace. Uh so Matt, we're talking about oh, things. They were, they- they claim, and someone claims on the, their Wikipedia page, that they were an important band on the Boston scene. Oh, really? So, yeah. So they're from freaking Boston. Possibly. Yeah. Somewhere out in Mass. Ed Stasium produced uh, Joy Rides for Shut-Ins. Who? Ed Stasium. Oh, oh, Ed. Ed's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. And he's a partier. In fact, Lyle knows that yeah. Lyle knows Ed. He's like giving me the thumbs up and something about heroin. So which was big in the nineties, so could very well be. And, oh yeah. You know, they probably partied together, didn't you? Yeah, you sick bastard. Is that when you first came across? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you ended up out in California on a bad oh, heroin well. trip. Okay, well, there you go. Lyle's a partying madman from the cross upon there, and uh, that's how he trekked his way across the U.S. Was strung out on heroin and ended up in my studios. So, and I haven't gotten rid of him since. So there we go. Um, and the worst part is he doesn't even clean up after himself. <laughs> no, he doesn't, and he what screws up slug. soundboards. So what a jerk! Yeah, it's a jackhole. All right. Uh, okay, that song, Leave Me Alone, and this is the last Cave Dogs thing I'm going to talk about here. Okay. Nin- the year was 1990. Uh, it made all the way up to number 17 on the U.S. modern rock chart. Hey, not bad. I mean, this isn't so, a bad sounding song, to be honest. No. I mean, it's not great, but uh, I mean, I could listen to it again. But it was the, it in was about the a 90s. Week. Yeah. So, we'd have to build a way back machine to uh, catch them in their heyday. Well, I wonder if they're one of those bands that, like, live, you're just like, oh, these guys are great. Yeah, I, I can see it. I mean, I mean, it's like with Kiss. Like, apparently, Kiss is awesome live. Yeah. But I, you wouldn't know that from any of their, uh, their albums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, Except I'm not Kiss Live. I'm not a Kiss fan. Yeah. Uh, and I will take all the hate for that. I, no, uh, uh, Strutter. I do like that song. Yeah. Really? Yeah, out of all yeah. Kiss songs that out you... Of, out of 
out of all the Kiss songs, I do like that song. Seriously, I, I mean, what about Doctor Love? They call me Doctor Love. No, I okay. My problem with Kiss is you see the album covers, right? Right. right. I, I remember when I was a I was a little kid. Like probably like first grade or something like that, and this devil music, right? And you know, my 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 friend's older brother had this record, and we were going to go listen to it. And you're you're expecting, you know, your face to be melted off and your ears to explode, and you, you throw it on, and you're like, "This is weak. This is fucking weak. It's fucking weak, dude." I'm sorry. Even even at six, seven years old, that was I. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, there, I had I, such high expectations for Kiss, and you're not and I, doing it. And ever since then, anytime like any like you know, you meet a new kid, and you're like, "Oh, what do you like?" He's, like, "I like Kiss," and you're like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> Those guys suck. <laughs> That's just me, though. <laughs> uh, what about, yeah, okay, like Detroit Rock City? It's all right. There it is. Lyle found it. I mean, out of but, this song? But apparently live, they're incredible. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't mind Kiss. And, you know, I guess they were part of, you know, rock and roll history. And that's great. Detroit Rock City. I mean, classic song. But listen to it. I mean, it's got no. No. It, and, and It's not hard. It doesn't hit. It doesn't. No. It doesn't make me want to go punch anything. No, it's pop rock. Oh, it's so pop. I mean, seriously. And, you know, I mean, I think. And and uh, you know, like I said, the Go Go's have a better sound than these guys. <laughs> but I, I love the Go Go's. But <laughs> all right, dude. Yeah, bring it down. Bring it down. So or just end it. Okay. Uh, our lips are sealed. Is a is a much better song than that. The, uh, well, okay. Uh, um, it is, dude. That baseline alone on our lips are sealed just blows anything Kiss ever did away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. That's my Miles bringing up another one. <laughs> what is this? What are you doing, dude? Okay, Lyle's Lyle's got something coming. I, there's something going on here. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. It sounds like somebody washing dishes. What do you? What do? You, what are we list? What is this supposed? To, this is supposed to be Detroit Rock City. Okay. I don't know about that. Huh. Okay. You, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. It's the beginning of the song. I forgot all about that. And see, what's with the long intro to this? I mean, uh, wow. I mean, now we've got to listen to it just because, I mean, it's Detroit Rock City. But Do we? Do we? I, I don't know. I Lyle, seriously, where is the song? Okay, I'm taking over the controls. Okay, here we go. There. Oh my gosh, it took 
almost two minutes to get to the actual song. And the song's only five minutes long. So it's really a three-minute song. So basically... Well, yeah, like you said, it's a pop song. It is. Now, but see, now this is a rocking song. Yeah, what do you think? It's way more rocking than Strutter. But yeah, and, and their album covers. Yeah, I'm looking at. Okay, I'm I'm googling stuff now. I'm looking at a uh, okay. Kiss Destroyer. Here's the, thing. Here's the thing. So that album came out. This, this song was a single in 1976. All right. Right. Um, the Ramones, off their first album, released Blitzkrieg Bop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get in 1976. Okay. Right. Okay. And which? You you, and you know it's a better song. Yeah. What? Blitzkrieg Bob. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We're looking for Blitzkrieg Bob. I'm gonna. I got the controls. I'm doing it now. All right. We're hey. We're hello. Let's go. Shoot him in the back now. Bam. Bam. Waka waka wham. Because bam, it's bah. awesome. <laughs> Blitz. How do you spell Blitzkrieg? There it is. Let's creep up. Okay. Yeah. We're going to well, listen they, to that now. So that album also has Let's Dance on it, a cover of Let's Dance. That, that's a great, uh, the whole album is just way better than anything Kiss ever did. Is it, isn't it a, see now this, yeah, you want to bang your head. You want to jump around. You want to, yeah, maybe punch somebody in the face. I don't know, but still, uh, yeah. Oh, come on. There's so, there's so many great songs on that album. Oh, off, oh, off the Ramones? Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. I mean, way better than Kiss. Yeah. And you want to start chanting and let's go. Hey, ho, let's go. Hey. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all over it. I know. I, dude, I'm, I'm there with you. No, I'm way over Ramones over the Kiss any day. And, uh, yeah. So. Now, uh, okay, so now, now we're into this uh, comparing bands and stuff. Okay, so we had the remote. Okay, so now you brought up the Go-Go's, okay? Okay. Right? Uh, Go-Go's or Bengals? Go-Go's. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like the Bengals. They're fun. and yeah. they, You know, they're that, uh, they had that 60s psychedelia sound, and that was cool. And, I mean, that's where they came out of, you know? Um, yeah, that I mean, they're, they're not they're not bad. No, not at all. And uh, the, the lead Go-Go's. singer, the lead singer, she was pretty hot. Yeah. What was her name? Su- Susanna something or something. I don't know. Let's let's look her up. Uh, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> but you know what, Belinda Carlisle, even in the beginning years. Kind of hot, and so was uh, Jane Jane Weedlin, right? The guitarist. Oh yeah. The only one I kind of questioned was the drummer. She was, I mean, she was cute in a way, but she was kind of scary in a way. I don't know. She looked like she'd punch you in the face. But I mean, she's a drummer, so drummers are angry and crazy kind of people. So uh, I'm a drummer. So there you go. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, oh, see, that was just, oh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, you could seriously listen to that song over and over again, right? Right. And yeah. You should. And well, yeah. Well, first a certain amount of time, but then you start, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. But anyway. 
Okay, so I, I'm I'm in full agreement that uh, Go Go's over Bengals, and uh, you know, not just because the, I think they were more successful. I just think they were a better put together group. And uh, yeah. Uh, well, here we go. Here's a here's a classic that uh, will stand the test of time always. It's the clash. Yeah, that's right. The clash. I fought the law. The law won. Yep, that's right. Joe Strummer, the man, the myth. And, uh, well, he's dead now, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, Mick Jones, uh, Paul Simonson, all the guys. I mean. What a and, great band. Dude, and seriously. You know, even though, I mean, they weren't around a long time. I mean, they split up and Mick Jones went and did his thing with uh, Big Audio Dynamite. And Joe Strummer just kind of faded out of the scene. I mean, And, you know. Well, he got involved with the Pokes. Well, yeah. I mean, no, he got involved in a lot of side projects. He was yeah. he was very instrumental in a lot of different uh, uh, bands and stuff like that. But um, And pro- producing uh, some of those bands and whatnot. But uh, I... Uh, I always found it interesting, you know, that like, uh, even after he passed away, you know, I mean, they, they, they were not around for a very long time. They like cranked out a bunch of albums and then it was done. And, uh, which kind of sucked because, you know, there, there was several attempts for them to, uh, get back together. And, uh, but I mean, the musicianship of it all, uh, I mean, you got to think, this was supposed to be, I mean, and yes, they are a punk band, but I think they're more of a rock band in a way, wouldn't you say? Um, I wouldn't really, I mean, well, okay, I'll tell I, you. I would, I, would, I would say that they were a, well, they are born out of that early punk movement in England. Right. Oh, yeah. No, but definitely. Ultimately, so, I mean, so they are punk, they're highly political. Well, yeah. Oh, in that God, aspect yeah. of it. Um. I would say they're punk rock. I mean, at the time, I mean, like punk rock is an attitude, not really a style. Right, right, and th- and mean, that's what I'm saying. They're, because because right. of the way they their their music played out, though. I mean, because you know they they really stretched their limits. They went into more of a almost a hip hop dub style, uh, like in Sandinista and stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know they they, they had they, they were, such they, they range. They were exploring the studio and instrumentation, right? I mean, they're they're, they're uh, they were. I think I think they uh, they they burned hot and fast. They 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 came and went way too soon. Oh yeah, no, fully agree, fully fully you agree. Know. Um, but I, I think there was a lot of internal conflict in. Uh, with with each other and this and that and some drug use and alcoholism and yeah oh yeah I mean this and that which which tears apart most bands I mean eventually yeah so. which sucks but yeah and then uh, uh I always thought it was interesting that uh, Joe Strummer considered himself more of a hippie than a punker because he just yeah. wanted you know he I mean and really if you listen to the words of his music his, his message was you know what. We need to, you know, 
your your rules, man. The the rules we need to stick by is let's take care of each other. And I mean, really, he was professing peace, love, and harmony, but well, I think, uh, with a punk rock like, attitude. I think that there was all this nihilism in that early punk rock that mm, mm. that he oh, Mister Big and, Words again. Well, yeah, and and nihilism going on. All kind of, uh, <laughs> I just talk over you, um, <laughs> or I talk over you, and uh, or we talk over each other, like now. Um, but anyway, I I think that like there there needed to be this like, you know, you can't all be like doom and gloom and everyone sucks and we're all gonna die and let's just spit on each other. And right. No, absolutely. I mean, there's got to be a reason, and I think that there were certain key bands early on that took this hippie peace and love ethos and brought it to punk rock and said, we can, we can achieve this. If well, we just, if we just try. Well, and yeah, they, I mean, you, now you look at bands like, okay, sex pistols obviously made punk rock huge. And what it was punk rock was about screw everything and everybody. We're out here to mess up your lives. Really? Right. That's, that's all. Class. Seriously, the Sex she Pistols. Another big word. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Frenchy Man with your big fancy word here. Uh, I mean, and and the Sex Pistols. What they made two albums, really, and it, well, they made one album. Well, they made one album, but then there was a great rock and roll swindle. Well, yeah, yeah. which really was it was and just the soundtrack kind of from their. And, yeah. Uh, I, I love the Sex Pistols, dude. No, but the, uh, and I'm not. I'm not knocking. I I love the. I love Johnny Rodden. Sid Vicious was total typical figurehead of what punk rock was. He was wasted. He was strung out, and he didn't give a crap and would punch you in the face just because he wanted to punch you in the face. I mean, that's what literally the whole punk rock thing was about. Was we don't give a crap. And you get in our way and we're going to put our boot right in your face. We don't care. We're coming through and we're going to do what we want. And it was anarchy. I mean, pure, simple and straight to the point. That's what it was all about. The Sex Pistols nailed it. They did it in one album and they did it in a way where, again, they were the great rock and roll swindle. I mean, that's what that whole movie was about. We're here to make money, rip you off and walk away smiling and telling you to piss off. Right. And and they did it. I, I mean, ser- I mean, and uh, during concerts or shows, because I mean, they didn't really have major concerts because they couldn't get booked anywhere. But where they did get booked, Johnny Rotten would sit there in the middle of a song and turn around and go, you ever feel like you're getting ripped off? Because they you know they one sid vicious would be passing out half the time during the shows and you know it was they were just there making their money they didn't care they were they were playing and having a great time and then you know the whole thing blew apart and uh they went their separate ways but that's what it was about and they nailed it and then out of that came bands like the clash that came um uh, I, I, well, the Ramones. I mean, but the the Ramones were more rock and roll. But Ramones, like 
were way earlier though. A lot of those, a lot of those people saw the Ramones and said, "I can do that." Right, but Just no, no, fast, no. Sex Pistols and Ramones came out about roll, the same man. time. It's, it's rock and roll. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, we had the whole new wave thing come from that, which was just basically pop punkish kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, uh, some great stuff out of new wave, though. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, Blondie. Talking heads. Blondie. Oh, and, and I mean, everybody really kind of writes off Blondie as, oh, yeah, they're just a pop. If you listen to those oh, albums, so dude, so the good. musicianship of those guys in the band are just phenomenal. Some of the, I, I've gone back and I've listened, you know, cause like I'll be sitting there and you know, like I hear the song on the radio or something. Then I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. And I'll hear like, uh, some baseline or, uh, I'll hear, I'll, I'll hear especially drum beats or drum fills and stuff that I'm like, wow, I never noticed that before. And you, you listen and you're just like, Holy crap. These guys were really putting a lot into this damn song. No wonder it's so good. You know, well, that's like, I mean, when you go back and like listen to the dead Kennedys and stuff and you realize that that drummer oh, is dude. playing like the world's fastest jazz you've ever heard. Oh yeah. No, he's, like, uh, I, I've got a couple of the 45s and if you play them on 33, <laughs> and you, you can know, and, and you can hear like the holiday in Cambodia, some of the fills mm-hmm. in it are just so sick, but at normal speed, they just fly by. Right. Yeah. Oh no! It's, by the way, Holiday Cambodia, the forty-five on thirty-three is a five-minute song, and it is fantastic <laughs> at that speed. Uh, we'll have to figure out a way to uh, get it on here and and slow it down so we can uh, we can play it for everybody and let uh, them experience. Because I remember you, I remember you doing that. We were uh, a little inebriated one night, and uh, we I think we were up at your house. Yeah. And yeah, you're like, dude, you got to hear this. And I was like, no, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, oh, that's kind of cool. That, uh, that's really awesome. And then we started doing it with all sorts of other albums and didn't play out as well as some did. So, no, I, uh, that, that one and uh, <laughs> what was he? Oh, Moon Over Marin. Oh, dude, that song is. That's like your but favorite not, Dead no. Kennedy song, isn't it? But not, but not on a. No, 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 not slow down. down. That's run is more our gear. And there's a on Virus 100, a compilation album uh, for Virus Records 100th uh, record. Little plug there, Virus. (laughs) So uh, Uh, you know, turnabout's fair play. What is it? Le Thugs, I believe, is who does the cover of uh, Moon Over Marin and. It's right up there with the with the original for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a different style. It's it's, but it has all the ah, Moon Over Marin. What a great song! Yeah, no. Anytime driving to the Bay Area, as you as you're passing through San Jose, you got to throw in Moon Over Marin as a welcome to the Bay Area. As you're heading up to uh, towards the Bay. Yeah. Yep. Coming out of the South Bay, going to the North Bay on the East Side, and we're rocking up to Snot Hole Marin. Um, That's right. Yeah. And then the other great thing, and and I know a lot of people kind of argue this, um, but Blondie, little do we realize, was actually one of the first uh, popular rap songs. 
Oh, Rapture is the first radio, uh, nationwide radio rap song. Right. And I mean, it like it, everybody was like, oh man, this is so great. And then rap just really started, you know, coming out. And now it was, we're not talking about hip hop because there are so many different genres of rap and stuff. But, uh, you know, just the straight street rap just blew up out of that. And, and it really did. And I mean, I hate to say that because some white band made, uh, I mean, and, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm being racist in any way or anything, but I, it did. It attracted that music well, genre into the mainstream. You know, she was a part of, uh, of the New York art scene right? and music scene. And, you know, she hears, she hears this music and it's just like, what the, Hey man, this right. is, this is great. And yeah. People, and and people, she, people need to hear this. And, uh, who was, who was the guy that was, uh, in the video with her, uh, Oh, I have no uh, idea. D, D, DJ, he was in there, and he he actually helped her write the song. Yeah, um, she gets the, some great shout-outs in that song. Oh, yeah. Fab Five Freddy, that's who it was. Uh, Fab Five Freddy, who was an actual DJ. and, and Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and, and he's done some amazing stuff. And, you know, I mean, compared to what you hear nowadays, which, <laughs> I'm sorry, the overmodulation of the voices and all that is just oh the auto tuning and everything yeah dude the wing, blah, 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 blah. it sounds like they're yeah kind of underwater and I don't know but uh, it sounds like when we're talking on the phone to each other and uh, <laughs> and you when you're in your car and you, you yeah you start to yeah yeah like lose are you signal in a or whatever right now? <laughs> are you in a tunnel. Um, but yeah, it, the, the, dude, some of the, uh, you know, obviously Grandmaster Flash, uh, Sugar Hill Gang, um, dude, you gotta love some of that early, just, uh, hardcore street rap stuff. And then, uh, you know, of course, out of, out of all that we had, well, and you know, the Clash in instrumented a lot of, uh, the rap into it and, you know, um, uh, what's that? What's, uh, Radio Clash. Radio Clash had a very hip hop uh, mix into it. Um, oh yeah, well, and there's there's a couple of dubs on the uh, um, Black Market Clash. Yeah, yeah, that are very. Uh, they got into the dub thing out of uh, out of Jamaica. Jamaica, yeah, yep. yeah. and it's a very uh, uh, very reggae influence, very dub influence. There. Right. Well, I think Sandinista was recorded down in Jamaica, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was at one of the studios. I think one of the studios that Bob Marley made very uh, popular or whatever. But yeah, and that's why they did it. They wanted they wanted this uh, that sound. Yeah, authentic. Right. Which you know, I mean, yeah, we're all over the place, and uh, this has nothing to do with what's in our, our neighborhoods except the music I play out of my house in my car in my neighborhood is a lot of what we're talking about. So right. there's the hook. All right. YouTube podcast people going, what's this all about? I don't understand uh, because it says things in my neighborhood and shut-ins. Well, you shut in and you start rocking out to all this great music that we're talking about. That's what it's about. So, oh my God, it's been <laughs> the internet, man. Dude, tell me about it. 
because um yeah i don't think really god in invented the internet i think it was pretty much a satanic deal but you know it works uh and if whatever, you use, whatever gets you through the night man if you use it for good then there we go um so yeah and and uh the whole uh alternative yeah you mentioned uh the talking heads which yeah some of their stuff gets a little okay i'm not sure exactly where some of this but so many great songs for three people that were just artists at an art school right that started that whole thing that's that, i mean it's so weird the collaborations that happen i'm you know uh and uh, like like i said you know it started that whole new wave genre where kind of anything could go you know um, and then it became more of a pop thing for a while because it became so popular to be new wave. And, well, uh, and then, well, you know, it's like every musical thing. It's just like, there's money to be made there. So let's groom your band to this, this sound. sound. And then, and then other, other people are like starting bands and want to, you know, Oh, right. the Seagulls and yeah. Which I mean, hey, Other. great bands. Uh, then you know the Thompson Twins. I, I, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, they set you girl, but dude, they really put out some great music. And uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's pop, but it's still fun and it's great to listen to. I personally am a fan of Howard Jones. A lot of people are like, oh, he's so soft and it's just so stupid. And I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> really, if you listen to it, it's pretty musically awesome. Uh, well, I've, I've, I've got and catchy point where. I really like good pop music. Yeah. I think uh, what, what really got me really back into pop music was uh, Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. <laughs> I, I, no, I, and you laugh, or was it porn? That was <laughs> that was <laughs> a very, no, Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl, not the porn I Kissed a Girl. Uh-huh. But that's such a great pop song. And yeah. it's like, wow. And I really got back into being able to enjoy pop for what it is. Yeah. No, it's and fluff. It's fluff and you can dance to it. Right. It's, so it's just you fun, you know, I, I want to say silly music because there's yeah. not a lot of point to the pop songs, you know, no. it's, and, uh, you know, then we're, we're going into uh, like pop punk stuff, you know, uh, my old friend uh, John Feldman, he, he was like an orchestrator of the pop punk sound with Goldfinger. I mean, they really, yeah. they took kind of a ska punk sound and then he even just made it his own thing, really, because he kind of broke the genre of the ska punk and started doing a punk, uh, you know, I mean, he, j he just made his own kind of sound. Goldfinger just kind of became their own thing, but because they were I part saw of that whole beginning. I saw, uh, I saw Goldfinger with uh, the Sex Pistols. Mm. They opened for him mm -hmm. at Shoreline. Yep. Yep. Which, I mean, there's your full circle. Right. So there, yeah, boom, there we go. Yeah. And uh, and we haven't so even I'll touched all the stuff then. in the middle, you know. I right. mean, and uh, and you know, you got to bring up the fact that. Uh, the whole time kind of rock and roll died out, that 70s rock and roll sound, you know, Aerosmith, Boston, 
all uh, great. There's uh, another shitty band for you. What? Excuse my language. I hate Aerosmith. Oh, Aerosmith. Yeah, I mean, I like some of their songs, but they're not that. Yeah, they weren't that great of a band. And I've seen them yeah. live twice because there, I had free tickets. A, <laughs> oh, what's the name? There's some song like when it starts out. And you're like, ah, oh, right on, turn this up. And then you realize it's Aerosmith. Uh, <laughs> oh, you think it's going to be uh, um, a Zeppelin song? <laughs> uh, you know what it is. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't like them. Toys in the Attic, though, that's a great song yeah. by them. That's their one. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, I mean, like I said, you know, bands like Boston, seriously, what a phenomenal group of musicians. Seriously, I mean Tom Schultz, the guitarist who created all those sounds by using oh, synthesizers. Album? Yeah, well, and everyone's like, was all... "There's no way this is going to make it," and they blew up. You know, I, I mean, seriously, back in the seventies, they were written Boston. off, huh? Oh, Boston was great. Yeah, and I was uh, just singing a little uh, Boston. Oh yeah, and then uh, and Chicago. Okay, I'm sorry, but I love Chicago. Not so much the later Chicago, but early Chicago. Really, really love it. Transit Authority, still one of my most favorite albums ever. Uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, so yeah, the, the 70s, you know, uh, Ted Nugent, all that kind of heavy rock or whatever you want to call it, that all died out. New Wave really took it over. Disco, which was fun in a way, but then it became so similar and repetitive it was like yeah well no wonder it died out so quick um and then uh there's some really good bg stuff so i'm all about the baseline so i need a baseline that makes your butt wiggle right shake your you know, and, they, and they uh there's some good bg stuff out there right no, I mean, and I'm not, you know, every band had their, their little quick, you know, that was, that was the funny thing about disco. There was so many just one hit wonders that, you know, and it was like, oh yeah, what's that song? Who's it by? And they're like, I don't know. But then they sing the song and like, oh yeah, I know the song, but yeah. have no idea who the band who is. Did it. Right. Couldn't say anything else they ever released. And yeah. Yeah. Because it's a bunch of studio musicians that just got together and made no, yeah. Yeah. Um, and made a lot of money and snorted a lot of cocaine. So, which brings What's us the, uh, we, well, into the we were 80s. We're talking about Chris, and uh, before we go on, or Kiss, what was, the, or Chris? What was Kiss's disco song? Oh, uh, I was made. I was made for loving you. That's hilarious. I was made just for like, loving you, baby. Because the joke was like, yeah, I could write a, this is disco's crap. I could write a disco song, and they did. <laughs> And it, and it was a hit. And it was, I was going to say, it was a because huge hit. anybody could write a disco song, yep. even Kiss. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, Gene Simmons hilarious. and Paul Stanley ripped them out, and there you go. And they're still trying to make money off the whole Kiss thing. So there you go. And they are making money off yeah. the whole Kiss thing. I, dude, the Kiss army is such a big, I don't... You know, like I said, I, I don't mind the band. I, I think they're all right. But, you know, I don't get the whole Kiss Army, but whatever. So going back full circle, and I don't want to go full circle back to Kiss. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's not do that. So, so then the 80s came, and what yeah, happened? And we were snorting coke and uh, listening to New Wave. and or, Well, then it became, uh, well, 
out of the new wave what 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 came after like new wave in the 80s then we went to uh alternative i stopped i stopped listening to the radio in like yeah we went 80, into alternative five or something like that right and yeah if it wasn't punk rock i didn't want to hear about it or <laughs> jazz i mean i still always love jazz yeah oh yes but love love jazz uh um, yeah and then we're getting into a college rock right college rock alternative and like, uh, uh the pixies and yeah and then also the hair not. metal bands you can't forget the hair metal bands they got huge uh mid 80s late 80s guns and roses guns and roses poison uh cinderella um <laughs> you know um, <laughs> oh <laughs> well, my lord yeah uh, Tesla. Me, when I was in high school working at McDonald's and you'd be down in that break room and someone would be like, oh, hey, have you heard this new uh, uh, record by so-and-so? And like throwing a tape in the little tape player and you lis- listen to it and you're like, it mm. sounds like a hundred other bands. Right. And that's like, it. I was I was about to say, then that, that whole hair metal uh, band thing just became so, it, it was like disco. In a way. Right. And what I found funny was rap totally endured the entire time. In fact, uh, heavy metal people were totally into rap. Oh, anthrax? Oh, yeah. And yeah, so see, like bands like crossover. that totally came back into it. Uh, Beastie Boys were blowing up at that time. Public Enemy. Um, I was about to say Public Enemy is like. LL like, Cool J. Is one of, uh, one of my favorite. Like they're. I mean, I like my music political. Yeah. And come on, Public Enemy is <laughs> nothing but political. Yeah, they punch you in the face political. Yeah, great. Um, With no, no. Great beats. Mm. Yeah, well, and Flavor Flav, which I always, I found out was like, he was very, I mean, he's very musically talented. And yeah. he wrote a lot of, you know, the music and stuff. Um, uh Chuck D was just kind of the the wordsmith to it all, but right. uh, Flavor Flav like mixed a lot of that stuff and was very instrumental in the production of of their music. And I was like, man, I thought he was just a figurehead, but you know, he was uh, amazingly talented, man. And I'm, I, okay, I mean, I hate to sound stuff. shocked, but you know, it's the the image that he portrayed. You, you just you're like, oh, this is just some party dude. No. He was really the brains behind most of it. Well, I was going to say, they, they allowed themselves to be packaged by Def Jam, MTV yeah. and Def Jam. Yeah. As Rick Rubin. Like, I, I think to tone down the political side of it. Right. Yeah. But then when, when you're listening, like, I mean, I've, I've only got one Public Enemy album, and it is a greatest hits. Yeah. Well, um, but I know I a lot of people poo poo the greatest hits, but you know uh, what? Dude, it works in a pinch when you're in a mood and you're just like, I just want to hear the main songs. If I want to get into it in one day, then yeah, I'll put that album on. I've got it. I'll listen to it at one right. point, whatever. But there's nothing wrong with the greatest hits because there's so many bands that they put so much out, you know, it's it's hard to sit there and listen. You know, I mean, it's not saying that their album sucked and it's only got one good song on it, but there's some songs you're just like, yeah, it's all right. And then you just end up fast forwarding through it or skipping over it. Well, right. that's the greatest hits right there. There you go. Well, and that's, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find it. Um, the name of it. I mean, I could 
I don't want to unplug my phone. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> you don't want to do that because my... then we'll uh, we'll lose Matt forever, and and then it's a uh, and my CDs are put away. I'd have to get my iPod and right. flip through that. And I don't. Hey, I ain't got time for that, man. Yeah, who's got time for all that? But I can so, go like this really man. quick and go, oh. But being a shut-in, Matt? Oh, you've power had... to the people in the beats. Public Enemy's greatest hits. And I'm telling you, that's Boom. probably one of the best greatest hits album of all time. <laughs> Besides the police? Mm. Mm. No, you, you, should, you mm. should get the box set and listen to it. From beginning to end, that's your greatest hits. Yeah. Everything's a winner. I do. I own it, and uh, yeah, it's on my iPod. Right here I've on got this a, little magic take... box that I'm showing to the YouTube people. Uh, greatest invention ever was the iPod. I have a tape that has a bunch of stuff off that box set. I think so I made it, it for you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. And I still listen to it to this day. It's, it's, it's in my it's in my vehicle right now. Nice. And it's it's in a it's in rotation. <laughs> well, because let's see, there's that. I've got Bad Religion, Supper, um, uh, Metallica, Master of Puppets. Oh God, great one! Uh, a tape that has uh, um, Misfits, uh, Walk Among Us on right. one side. And on the other side, it's, it's, uh, oh Lord, what, DI, some Black Flag. That's a great little mixtape right there. Nice. But yeah, I got a handful of tapes in, in, in my, in my truck. And every once in a while, you're just like, I'm tired of the radio, tired yeah. of whatever CDs I have in this thing. Yep. That's why I got my iPod. Tape, man. I got it plugged in. Tape. I just dial it up, start yeah. going. And, uh, yeah, so, um, and see, now you could just shut yourself in and listen yep. to all that music over and over. And we didn't even, we, we hardly even scratched the service really. Um, cause yeah, we didn't even get into jazz and, um, you know, speaking of jazz, uh, tribe called quest. Awesome. Oh, well, funny you should awesome. mention tribe called quest because trying so hard the other day to remember the name of that band and uh, my wife and I were talking and I was like, ah, oh, it's like this late 80s, early 90s kind of jazzy hip-hop. Like, Dude, they had such a great sound. It's what, it's what got me into this uh, more of a musical hip-hop rather right. than the political or the party like the Beastie Boys. Right. You know, or, you know, I, I, or gangster rap. It was more... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tribe Called Quest, man. Those guys are so good. Dude, Q-Tip, I, I just thought he was lyrically, I mean, just the way he could, he could just blend oh. stuff and, and flow it. Genius. And he was so smooth, Genius. dude. Um, uh, you know, I mean, again, my old personal opinion, they were, they were just one of my favorites. Um, and I actually kind of like De La Soul. They were just, they were just kind of fun, you know? Oh, De La Soul is a great, just slap that CD on at a party and... yeah. Oh yeah, dude. And uh, or your car, either way, turn your car into a party. I mean, and then <laughs> that's a great album. Uh, it depends on the size of your They're car. Bad, that one. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> uh, and that's what happens in my neighborhood. So yeah, yeah, and uh, that's called bringing it full circle. There you go. And uh, speaking of neighborhoods, uh, we're about the the end of our neighborhood. 
because uh, Lyle's giving me the uh, what are you doing? You guys need to uh, pick it up. And uh, so, Lyle, what did you pick uh, for uh, exit music? Huh? Did you think about that? No, you're just sitting there looking at the time while you're checking out weird stuff on Google. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's. Uh, I'm okay. I'm taking the board over again. Thanks. Tribe Called Quest pops right up. I'm bringing it up. We're going to pick a song to exit on. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Um, but uh, so, Matt, and uh, and yes, by the way, Brian, we miss you dearly, bud. I know you're like crazy ass busy right now. And um, I hope, I hope, I hope you're going to be able to find time to, you know, kick back in with us and uh, just be part of the crew again. Uh, I know, like I said, I know you're busy, dude. So we miss you very much. And uh, I know a lot of people out here missing hearing you and all the amazing ideas that you have and thoughts because, you know, we're, well, I know I'm typically a moron. So, uh, and so Brian makes me feel like at least I, I hang out with smart, cool people like you and Matt. And so, uh, Anyway, yeah, I miss I miss Brian. I do. I, and so, on that note, we're gonna talk about uh, just taking a little trip, losing our wallet in El Segundo. Yeah, love this song. Uh, ooh, way to go! So, so we wow. made it up to uh, the nineties, huh? Yes. So we're up to the nineties. Yep, and we'll have to get a. Uh, <laughs> to get Brian in because uh, Brian's got all these odd musical. I, I know he like we he'd be going nuts right now. I'm sure he is. Uh, but anyway, so speaking of Brian, Matt, your uh, little uh, what is it, Maddie's photos on Instagram? Yeah. All right. So if you're looking some for some cool photography, some prints that you need. Matt's got all sorts. Check him out. Maddie's photo on Instagram. Uh, I got to figure out how I can start selling on Instagram. Well, you need to I'm, post I more think pictures. I'm done with uh, Etsy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Etsy's just uh, <laughs> yeah. I know it's like me on Fiverr, and uh, it is what it is. Uh, Brian yeah. is selling uh, buses and. Um, what are they called? Land Rovers and Land Cruisers. He's got all these. You guys are looking for any of that kind of stuff. Uh, it is USA Combi uh, or USA underscore Combi K O M B I underscore USA on uh, Facebook. So you can check that out. And I think it's also on uh, on Instagram the same way. And if you need any voiceover work, um, you know, for your internet ads, whatever you got, kjvoiceworks.com uh, or kjvoiceworks at gmail.com. And works is W O R X. So kjvoiceworks at gmail.com. That's how you can contact us also, either uh, through our uh, Facebook page or Instagram page. And uh, or through YouTube, you know, you can tune in, tune in, and check us out here on the YouTube, and reply to uh, the show through there. And we'd love to hear from y'all. 
Uh, or like I said, on the email, let us know what you think. Let us know how you feel or if you are feeling or if you're numb or, you know, passed out. And, you know, like kind of like Lyle. Uh, other than that, we want to thank uh, YouTube. We want to thank Anchor.fm. We want to thank uh, any platform that's hosting us along. And we want to thank you for listening in and uh, let us know uh, how we can help and uh, take care of each other. All right, people, because, you know, you lose your wallet. Somebody's hopefully going to return it to you. And hopefully you didn't lose it in El Segundo because I've been to El Segundo. I live near it. And, um, yeah, it's not always the most desirable thing to go looking for your wallet and then trash can. So, Matt, until next time. I want to thank you, and uh, hopefully we'll be do- doing it again here in just another day or so. In the meantime, I'm going to check out and get my house ready to sell. So there you go. All right, guys. Peace out. Take care of each other. We're all we've got, so be good to each other. All right? Be nice. Play nice. Be cool. All right? That's right, man. All right. Peace out, guys. We'll talk to you later. Adios.